0: Welcome to the Seeds of Light, our show dedicated to illuminating the path of parenting using the power of astrology. Today, I'm here with Dominique Carameo, astrologer of over 14 years, facilitator of the Conscious Parenting with Astrology group, and mama to a nine-year-old boy. And we're here today answering a real-life parenting question from our community. My kids and I argue all the time how can astrology help us communicate better (laughs) oh this is the whole
1: reason i love astrology for parenting i mean hands down this is it um you know communication we know in our relationships communication is everything and it's the most valuable thing i think astrology offers parenting is a way into this um Teaching our children like how to use their words and to manage themselves and conflict and disagreement is, you know, really important to help them navigate the world, right? Um, and it can really help parents understand how to talk to their kids so they'll listen and um, respond and hopefully avoid, you know, conflict and stuff. But I will sort of say that we all learn through conflict and struggle. And, you know, like we learn squares, for example, like, we, we learn through challenge. So I don't believe that all, you know, sort of disagreement is bad. It gives us all a chance to learn how to navigate the world better and navigate our relationships more respectfully and more compassionately. Astrology gives us that way in, um, where you can look at the chart for, um, learning how to better communicate with your child depends on, I think the age too. Um, because as we know, our kids communicate before they can actually speak. And we as parents can even feel some of that struggle to understand each other, even when, before we can have words, right? So any new parent into astrology, always tell them to look at the sun, moon, and rising first, the, the sign and the element that those are in, because they can really help you understand your child's temperament from birth. We're born with our temperament. And you can know from the elements of just the sun, moon, and rising if they are, you know, a high-spirited, you know, energetic being, or if they are sort of level, easygoing, or if they're a little bit more sensitive or slow to to warm up and and enter uh, the world or in communication even. Um, so I feel like those things always are a great place to start understanding the temperament of your child, and observation is a great tool. If you're not way into astrology, just simply observe your child. Um, then of course we look to Mercury because it's the planet of communication.
0: Dominique, I have a yeah. question. Ask me. So when you're talking about temperament, which is so exciting for all of us parents to be tuning into, yeah. uh, it's like a cheat sheet, right? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Our... You're bringing the moon and the sun into the temperament. You're, you're not just talking about the rising in terms of oh, how yes, the yes, child yes. first shows up,
1: right? No, actually, I will tell you this, that there are sort of levels of this because I have, um, I learned a system and I work a system that actually you look at the entire chart of through the elements and the modes to get an overall theme of that um, temperament through the elements like cardinal water, fixed air, right? But what I'm saying is you can get a really good start into that just by looking at the sun, moon and rising. You don't have mm-hmm. to look at every single planet that's giving you like a, a stronger picture, but you can get that just right from the beginning and you can go way deep into the temperament, but that gives you a great insight. If you've got fire, earth and air, that's a different than Two waters and and an earth, or you can already sense energetically. That's the thing I love about elements because you can sense and look into nature, you know, for the sense of that, and you get a feeling of what that is. You'll get a feeling mm-hmm. of our, the way our child like communicates, right? Yes. So then when they start talking, we're like, okay, let's look at that Mercury, <laughs> right? You know how what what are how do their words come out? How do they reason? How do they communicate? You know how do their minds? and mouths work together, you know? Um, and then of course, knowing this for ourselves. So when the way we speak and communicate and our temperament is different, which it usually is um, from our child, we have to make adjustments in order to have, you know, good relationships and and navigate situations, right? Um, you could look at, for example, Mercury's that are in opposition to each other, yours and your child or in a square maybe, um, or even Mercury's that are conjunct in say a fire sign. very passionate, you're equally compassionate, right? You're equally fiery. You might be able to, you might be butting heads because you're too alike. you know what I mean? Things like that. So I think it's really important to understand your mercury, yours, you know your temperament, your mercury, your child, their, their temperament, and their mercury and then practice right and then it's about practice um i came up with a really cool thing the other day as i was thinking about this and i call it the three t's tone temperament and time okay so the first one is about our tone our tone of voice recognizing either in the moment or when we see that argument coming because usually we have the same ones over and over again when they're kids right (laughs) we see it coming, make a choice about the tone of your voice and maybe experiment with how your tone of voice actually affects your child or how they respond to your tone. So we can make choices in our tone of voice, right? They can make a difference. Temperament, understanding your child's temperament and your temperament, whether you have this feisty child who's typically more combative and spirited, or if you have a child that's a little bit more sensitive or needy, um, and easily upset. And then time. So this could be the um, how old they are. you know how much time have they been here <laughs> right? Where are they at in their developmental cycle? and are you expecting too much from a child of a certain age or are you you know, are you stressed out? Are you expecting more than this child is capable of in that moment? or the actual, available time present in a moment to deal with a situation <laughs> like literal time like we've got to get out of the house and again you're not putting your shoes on we have to go right and that kind of thing or helping them with their schoolwork, which is like a constant battle over and over every day right so communicating also natural consequences in that moment for example trying to get out of the house you know put your shoes on the natural consequences We're going to be late or you're not going to um, we're not going to be on time and you are going to have to be shoeless or pick them up. We can't talk about this now. We don't have time now. So if you can adjust your tone to say grab your shoes, you can put them on in the car. Try to adjust your tone. Remember who you're dealing with and you don't have time and say we'll revisit this later. And I think though, knowing that, then later on, the the key with parents is we always think we're going to come back to things and we don't (laughs) because life moves on and we think we're past it. But to have a conversation at another time with that child about, you know, what is it about the struggle to get out of the house in the morning? You know, what is it? And I've learned from understanding my child that he's slow to move. And the more I push, the slower he is right? So we have to get up early. We have to make more time, right? Because, and this is where we have to take initiative and responsibility because I find myself in this position where I've let him, you know, take more time and now I'm rushing, but I'm angry because he's not ready to get out the door, but I haven't set us up for success either. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, You know what I'm saying? So, and I have a, a good example of that is in the mornings, My son is a Pisces. that likes to sleep in. And I start by giving him kisses and warming him up. Time to get up. And then I get out, I get my coffee and I'm like, come on, Joe, you know, I'm calling. And I explain to him, look, you know, my tone is about to change. You're going to be late for school. You have to get on. And some days it gets up there. And some days he knows, you know, he'll get out of bed. But, um, I do think that, I always recognize my role, you know, my tone, knowing my child's temperament and whether in that moment or not, I have actually honored that, or it's just about me, you know, and going back and having those conversations later about, Hey, I'm sorry, not being afraid to apologize to our child. You know, I'm sorry that I snapped at you. Mommy was just in a rush and I didn't get us up enough time to get everything we needed to get done. We're going to do better tomorrow, that kind of thing. Um, so I think that that's like a fun way of kind of remembering, oh, my tone of voice, the temperament of my child and the time, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah like kind of keep game. that cheat sheet in your back pocket when you start feeling triggered. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dominique, we did this on a previous episode, but I would love to just bring it in real quick. Could you go through Mercury in the elements and how it shows up? I, I feel that if we can just tune into our child's Mercury element and- our, ch- our own mercury element mm-hmm. even in just knowing that we might be able to just sink into okay this is the dynamic now i have a better more objective understanding yes of what i'm working with
1: exactly exactly so we'll start with your fire signs so aries uh, leo and sagittarius so with fire sign mercury you have a lot of compassion i mean a lot of passion they might speak fast, really excitable, um, and, you know, can be one-off with, you know, really kind of a short tempered or quick with their wording and can, you know, accidentally offend or accidentally, you know, hurt or harm that kind of thing, non-intentionally. And so you have to give them, you know, space and teach them a little bit more about, um, the way that they're, especially, like, I love your passion. I love your excitement. You know, kind of honoring that. But you know, there's a time and place, and and um, you you want to make sure that you're not accidentally hurting someone's feelings when I know you don't mean to, or you know that kind of thing. But they can be really passionate, insightful, playful. You know, energetic, and they want to express their themselves. And also with Mercury's, depending on the element some Mercurys in particular in fire have less of an ability to detach and understand another person's perspective. Another woman in my group who really is into Mercury um, and writes books, she wrote a book about Gemini. She was reminding me of this, that by nature, Mercury is detached and has that sort of ability to sort of have an object, you know, see things, but Mercury in a fire sign has less of an ability to like really separate and see. It's just like, oh, oh, oh. they're just too excited to go. <laughs> you know um and express themselves and they don't have the time or the you know sort of the ability to step back and like really see Or, don't you want to just do this let's just go they don't have that um naturally right and that might be tough for some parents to deal with especially if you are a water mercury and you just want them to be just you know so you have to adjust right um earth mercuries um so taurus virgo and capricorn and even when you say that, you just sort of sit down into your seat a little bit more. <laughs> Mercury's and earth just need more time and space. They move slower, they think slower, you know, they reason slower, they, you know, read slower. It just, they, they want to sort of take their time and rich. They might not want to miss steps, you know, and for say a parent with a fire, Mercury is like, come on, let's go. And this poor child is like, but I'm not finished, or you know? So understanding the nature of time and space and calm and that kind of thing. Um, And if you're different than that temperament. And then uh, water, right? Or no, air, we'll do air, absolutely in order. So your Gemini and your uh, Libra and your Aquarius. So these are your, you know, Mercury- peeps, right? For the most part, they mental peeps, they love to talk. They're really curious. They're going to love to learn, um, which is great and fun. Um, but if that's not your mercury, then you're like, okay, enough, stop talking. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's too much. So again, they're saying, look, I love it. Can we talk about this later? You know, or, you know, giving them something to occupy their time in their mind. If you're not capable of, of being that person or that thing, right? Cool. Play this game or play this game with your sister or let, you know, read this book for now. And then you and I'll do that later. They're like, they, they always want to be mentally stimulated. And if, if that's not your MO or you can't be that, you find outlets to, to help nurture that, you know? And then with water Mercurys, you have your Cancer, your Scorpio and your Pisces Mercuries. And these Mercuries are the, you know, definitely much more intuitive um, sensory learners and creative learners or, you know, non-linear learners and, and uh, temperaments where they're just sort of like, they can skip steps. And, you know, my son's Mercury, Pisces, like, I know how to do this. I don't want to show my work, you know, <laughs> I don't want to show how to get there. I just want to give them the answer, you know, well, that's kind of how school works and you got to show your teacher. So, and also they might be a little bit more sensitive when they can't learn something they really want to, or they need to, and they can beat themselves up. And, and so if you've got this sensitive child or complete, you know, vulnerable, doesn't trust or isn't sure, and you know, that kind of thing, You have to, based on your mercury, know how to nurture that child to learn and say, it's okay that you don't learn the same way everyone else does. You have your unique way of learning and taking in information. And this can help you not be battling, you know, with your child, especially around things like school, okay? (laughs) Which is a big thing we're all going through with these school-age kids and young ones right now. Um, But having the understanding that they're a little bit more... um, sensitive also a little slow need a little bit more time that kind of thing um so really you can see that understanding how you learned you can look at your own mercury and look at how you learned how were you as a student when you were growing up and what kind of student were you and you know is your child really academically driven are they more sensitive are they more spirited and they just want to play and learn you know and you know you can have your struggles trying to um navigate navigate that every day and not just in learning but in anything that they do you know fighting with their siblings or whatever um but I think those that can give you an idea of understanding the nature of the child and then know think about which one you are how your mercury is or your and uh how you navigate you know because it's not and I don't believe that negativity like oh, if we're oh I'm opposite my son or son's mercury or we square that's not good They still chose you. You're still like the, the, the reason or the connection you have, you're still teaching each other. You're still learning how to, you know, work together to get along. It's part of the process and you're their teacher and they're yours. So, you know, think of it that way too.
0: Yes. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought that in. Um, Thank you so much, Dominique. There is so much Juice in everything <laughs> that we managed to cover in the short amount of time. For those of you newbie to astrology parents that are wondering how you can learn more and maybe look at your child's chart or your chart, I just want to offer a few tips in retrospect so that you can use all the information that Dominique just gave you. So One of the things that Dominique brought up is looking at the rising sign. You might be familiar with the moon and the sun already because we see them in the sky all the time, but the rising sign is something that is a little more obscure, right? So the rising, because the earth turns a full rotation in 24 hours and we have 12 zodiac signs, we have the rising sign that changes every two hours. So that's one of the things that's very dynamic in our day because we go through all of the Zodiac signs in one day. Yep. So that's one of the things that's really going to add that like very specific flavor to how your child is showing up in the world. And it's literally just the sign of the Zodiac that is on the horizon when your child is born. And then if he's born two hours later, maybe even an hour and a half later, it could be a totally different sign depending on exactly what we're uh, what sign we're talking about and if you want to look at your child's chart i love astro charts and you can actually just go to astrologyhub.com forward slash astro dash (laughs) astro dash charts and what i love about them is that they're very newbie friendly like they use less glyphs like less symbols for planets and they actually will spell out a lot of the signs and and then underneath they give you kind of a little cheat sheet. I think they even give you your tally of how much of an element you have. Oh, okay. so if you're a very fiery person. So it's just really great to go and get your chart and your child's chart if you're interested in starting to apply any of this and just start to play with it in watching the episode. Have them in your hand and mm-hmm. listen to what Dominique was saying about Mercury through the different elements. See what comes up for you as you're listening and you're looking. Dominique also brought up the opposition or the square, which just very visually so that you understand the opposition really is like, if you're looking at Mercury, (laughs) then what's happening directly opposite on the other side of that circular chart, that's what's opposite your Mercury or your moon or your sun, because we were talking about all those different planets playing a key role in the temperament, right? And our communication and the square, again, back to our geometry class, we're looking at a 90 degree angle. So you want to look at a 90 degree angle from that Mercury, maybe, um, on either side. So, and you can draw them in, like, if you get it, your charts printed, you can use your colored pencils and start just pulling the things out that really stand out to you and just have an exploration. Yeah. So, um, and my last tip for all of you is go to astrologyhub.com forward slash moon sign, and you can get a free PDF download, um, discussing all of the different moon signs. So there are 12 zodiac signs. So the moon can be in 12 different (laughs) zodiac signs and each one has its own quality. So we talk about the elements of the moon and we talk about each zodiac, how that might show up in your child, the kinds of things that they need in order to be nurtured and what, helps them feel good and alive. Yeah. Um, and you can go to astrologyhub.com forward slash moonsign for that. Thank you so much, Dominique. Thank Thanks. you everybody for tuning in. And I look forward to doing this with you some more.